0: Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Gwen Reyes.
1: And I'm Danielle Dresser. This is a podcast where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and listening to.
0: This week, we are doing just that. It's a host check-in. We're going to chat and talk about all the entertainment we've been consuming. And later, we'll share our interview with Marissa and Roseanne, owners of Love Sweet Arrow, the romance bookstore in Chicago.
1: As usual Gwen and I also update each other on our goals from last episode and talk about what's bringing us comfort this week
0: Well I've missed you you have lived such a life since the last time I talked to you
1: <laughs> I know it's I've traveled I feel like a, like a real person again <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: what was it like on your first flight you know what it, it wasn't that bad you know. We were my I traveled with my mom so that helped and she is a frequent travel traveler for work. So not as much over the last year, obviously, but she is used to just like getting on a plane and work and, you know and then going into a meeting and working and you know she's always on the go but so yeah so traveling with my mom was really great because she is not a nervous flyer I am a nervous flyer so that was nice and then also our flight wasn't completely full for the first leg which mm-hmm. was great because oh, yeah. We were there super early. We had like a 6 a.m. flight to get from the Midwest to oh the West God. Coast. Yeah, and you know what? It it did. It was great because then we had an entire day when we got there, so that mm-hmm. was really nice. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone. On, we didn't have any incidents on the plane. Like everyone got on and sat down and kept your you kept your mask on unless you were eating or drinking. I did eat and drink on the train, which I was like iffy on, but I was also like. It is very early. I need some kind of energy, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, so that was nice too. And then once we were there, you know, I we went to California. We flew into Santa Barbara, which is a comically small airport. I had never been to Santa Barbara before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we were going to Ojai, and that is a little north of LA. I think I'm probably wrong cuz I don't know geography, but anyway, it was lovely. You know, it was really great. The My mom had a work conference at this very swanky hotel resort and I got to tag along and that was really fun. So what did you do while I was living it up?
0: Man, while you were gone and I was sweating like crazy because Seattle had a uh, historic heat wave. (laughs) I'm just taking the natural disasters everywhere with me. I went exploring while you were gone. And that's awesome. um, Saw, saw the mountains, which was really cool. I love that, that is amazing. Yeah. Were you were you able to achieve anything that you're proud of this week?
1: Oh, you know what? I, I will say, you know, we went to visit our family in Coronado. So my sister-in-law, my three-year-old nephew, and my five-month-old nephew came back with me and my mom. Yes. Like, the three adults can handle traveling with two small children. So I think surviving that, but you know, and making it through, and they were little champs. They were great on the flight. We were like ready for it to be terrible and they were pretty awesome. Um, But I will say hanging out with my daughter who is almost seven, a three-year-old and a Mm five-month-old is exhausting. (laughs) Yes. And they, they are wonderful. They bring such joy but they are also very, very tiring. And so I think I have achieved hanging out with them and Mm -hmm. and surviving that. And surviving, yeah. Yes, (laughs) that is my achievement. What about you? What have you achieved this week?
0: Oh man, all right. Well, so I also feel like mine is in relation to surviving. Um, And mine was learning a lot about myself in extreme heat because I really wanted to murder my husband. (laughs) Even though he wasn't doing anything bad, it was just like direct- anger from the sun put in other places. He was wonderful. Um, But yeah, I achieved not not murdering anybody, which is good (laughs) because nothing
1: is worth going to prison for.
0: (laughs) Correct. All right. So guys, we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to just kind of check in and see how we are doing.
1: What's new with you? What's going on? You've had a lot of changes over the last couple of months. Yeah. It's been really
0: like, it has been a lot of change this year. 2021 really kind of ended up being such a surprise. Not only one bringing this podcast back, but also just like doing different things moving across the country. Which I feel like at this point, there's just more of domestication settling nesting. I started a freelancing gig where I am doing event planning for a law firm.
1: And I mean, I can only imagine that it gets exacerbated because you are so far away. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> from everything you know, not to like rub it in, but, but, um, yeah, that's really, that's really great. I'm so glad to hear that you are transitioning and adjusting and, mm-hmm. and making.
0: The Seattle area, your home. Hey, I did not realize until like recently how much I took growing up in one spot because like I don't know restaurants here. I don't know the highway system. It's so easy to get lost in a way that I very much do not consider because I've always just driven the same street or always had a good sense of direction, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and I still do, but it's just like all yeah, weird.
1: I can't remember if I like explicitly said this on the podcast, but my at one point a few months ago. you know, I got one of these publishing emails and having worked in publishing, I am not, I was not that surprised that when my book deal was announced back in January, which is wild because it seems like three years ago at this point. But anyway, (laughs) when it was announced in January, it was said that my book would come out in summer 2022, you know, it was far enough out that they didn't have an exact date. And we kind of knew that. Then I got this email that was like, (laughs) we've had some scheduling changes. So we're moving your book to December. And I was like, That is a long time, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know, that is, that is the way of publishing and books get moved around all the time. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with the author. It's about sales and marketing and cash flow and any other number of things that I probably, I don't even know about as someone Mm -hmm. who used to work in publishing. Maybe about a month ago, maybe a little less than that. I got another email that was like, Hey, we had some more scheduling changes and you've turned in everything early. So we're putting your book back in summer. So I still don't have an exact date, but Mm -hmm. it will be officially summer (laughs) of next year, which is nice to kind of be back where I started. But it also is just like a relief to kind of have a game plan, I think, or at least Mm -hmm. the beginnings of a game plan. So I got to kind of tell them about covers that I like and cover direction that I had. And I can't, I can't, obviously I cannot talk about that in detail, but I will say between me and my editors and my agent, we had some really great ideas. And I think we have a really cool idea and concept and we will see what you know, the amazing design and art department at Berkeley come up with, that's going to be really fun and very exciting. So once I can like actually share things, I definitely will. We thought for the next part of our host check-in that we would kind of just go through what we say in our intro, what we're reading, watching, and listening to. So let's kick it off with, I think, you know, kind of the hallmark of every one of our discussions with what we've been reading. I have been reading ahead a bit. I'm going to give like a little plug because I have an event coming up. It's a virtual event through Love Sweet Arrow um, with a really great roster of authors and I've been reading all of their books. So one of them is Melanie Johnson, who is a future, she will be a guest in our next episode actually. Mm -hmm. So I've read her new book, but I also read bombshell by sarah McLean, which comes out in at the end of august on august 24th um it's the start of a new series for her and so she is going to be a part of this event as well and you know it was just it was really fun because i remember when she announced this book that she she called it like a girl gang of women in Victorian England. And Mm -hmm. it was like, what does that mean? You know, like, is it just a group of ladies that hang out or, or what are they doing? And so these are women from various levels of the aristocracy and society who have made it their mission to help other women in difficult situations and you get to kind of see the mechanics of that you see how they work together each one of these women has like kind of a different specialty the heroine of this book is a fan favorite side character who has been kind of lurking around through through a couple of different series of hers and so she's finally getting her book and it was very fun the stakes were actually kind of high considering that they are doing some a little bit of deceiving and deceptive work which is really cool of course because it's Sarah McLean it was very sexy and I really enjoyed that quite a bit another author who's going to be at this event and the event is in early August and I will put in show notes the exact date is The Dating Playbook by Farah Rashan which I I really enjoyed um, her book last summer which was called The Boyfriend Project and it was really cute really fun and so this is the follow-up to her book um, and it follows a personal trainer who's trying to make it big, trying to figure out what to do with her life. She's kind of at a crossroads and there's this NFL player who was injured during, I, I don't remember if it, was his, if it was his rookie season or just one of his early seasons, he gets injured. So he's out of the NFL, but he wants to get back in. And so
2: he decides mm-hmm. he's going
1: to hire someone who is not connected to the NFL at all. And he comes across this woman and, Through a series of of events, they have to pretend they're dating to like convince the world why they're hanging out together.
3: Mm -hmm. And,
1: you know, of course, fake dating leads to like, Real dating, and they have to figure out their feelings and figure out their working relationship and this newfound personal relationship. Um, so it was very fun. And then also at that event, I just want to say is Alexis Daria will be there, and so will Scarlett Peckham. And it's called BFFs in Romance Friday, August 6th at 7 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, and it's BFFs in Romance. And it's so it's basically taking. The friend, the friendship side of romance novels, and talking about why that's important, and I think we have a really um, a great, like, diverse panel. We have historical authors and authors of color, so I think that's going to be really fun. So the next book I want to talk about is called Sisters in Arms by Kaya Alderson. It's a book about the only all-black women's battalion to serve. and be be deployed to Europe during World War II. And it follows two fictional characters. They interact with real historical figures, which was really cool to like see these names of people pop up that, you know, I've read about in textbooks throughout school. What I really, really, really loved and appreciated about what Kaya did was that these women weren't just soldiers. I feel like when you read World War II fiction or any kind of war fiction, these people are like, not quite caricatures but they're so devoted to serving in the military which is obviously very important Mm -hmm. but i really enjoyed that she fleshed them out to have full lives and they were vulnerable and they knew that they were going into danger Um, and it was just it was really well done i read it in like a few days and we'll probably keep telling everyone all about it i want to give a quick shout out to one of my fellow berkeley authors her name is ally hazelwood Her book, The Love Hypothesis is set in the world of academia and STEM. It's very funny. Um, It's definitely a rom-com. And yeah. And so since, since I do kind of inner, I know her, you know, through, through the grapevine of Berkeley, I just, but I did want to give a shout out because I read it and I really enjoyed it. Oh, and then my final update is that I'm slowly but surely making my way through Emma. I'm just kind of reading it when I have like a few, like, you know, 20 minutes to just kind of kill some time. I read it like when I'm waiting for my daughter to come out of summer camp. I'm doing my Austin reread, but I think it's probably going to go into the fall. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to, but I'm going to follow up Emma with Northanger Abbey because I've only read Northanger Abbey once. So what have you been reading?
0: So I have been reading, I've been in a little bit of a light and fluffy, well, it's a combination. I've been reading a little bit of nonfiction, which I'm not going to talk about. I really enjoyed One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. Um, I think, is she the author of Red, White, and Royally Blue? Yes.
1: yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is her follow-up to that. And it is about a young woman who moves to New York City from Louisiana um, to discover herself and to figure out what she's doing with her life. It does, And then she meets this uh, woman on the train who's like a punk. Mm. And it turns out she's like punk, but also has like this look of like the seventies. Mm. And then it kind of, as she rides the subway every single day, she starts to notice that she's in the same spot, she hasn't changed anything. Um, and so there's a little bit of this paranormal time travel yeah. element of figuring out who this person is and how mm. they affect each other. So it does have a romantic element to it. Um, but at the same time, I will warn you that it is not necessarily the most positive of an ending. Uh, but it's sweet Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it a lot. And it's got like a sliding door sort of vibe to it. I love that. Um, I also was really uh, intrigued by The Checklist by Addie Woolred. She's a debut author this one is about a, again I'm very much in a mood right now a woman who thinks she's got her life together and then doesn't and uh, has to <laughs> kind of figure it out from there this is her debut it's 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 very well written but still like a little bit more women's fiction she mm-hmm. they want to say it's rom-com but I, it doesn't again doesn't have like that happily ever after at the end Yeah. but I just started to serve start with love by Lauren Lane yeah. which is like a re, you've got male reimagining um, and I'm really liking it so far that's also anime we just started it earlier this week and I hopefully will finish it over the weekend
1: awesome I love that cover yeah it's so cute it's so cute yeah Mm -hmm. really really good those are really good books I've heard like almost what you said like it's about one last stop in particular Mm -hmm. like that it's so good but yeah the ending kind of leaves things hanging what have you been watching
0: oh man I have been watching a lot of stuff other than but, like um game shows and Jeopardy Jeopardy is like my new obsession recently love it yeah yeah I'm a big big fan because in Texas or in Dallas I never knew it like changed on the it was never in a consistent network so I never knew what time it was on so I just didn't think about it mm-hmm. but now it's on and tv starts later here and so I am watching tv at six o'clock anyway so Jeopardy's fun Um, but Below Deck Mediterranean and Real Housewives of Potomac are back in our lives. So if you are a Real Housewives fan or a Below Deck fan, you can catch both those on Bravo. Um, and then also on Bravo, I just finished watching the Top Chef Portland season finale, um, from last week. And, uh, it was really, this was such a great season for fans who like, who like Top Chef because it, um. I thought it was just a very kind season. Everyone Mm -hmm. was really gracious to each other. They were helping each other out. It was also like an incredibly diverse season and they really leaned into the chefs of trying to encourage them to show their culture that way. And so Mm -hmm. I was seeing like food that I knew from my grandma that was making a food. Uh, my Cliff was recognizing things from Shoda that he was growing and he had grown Mm -hmm. up eating. And so it was just really cool to see that again on TV. And it was a really even. On the other side, I started watching AM on AMC Plus, Kevin can F himself,
1: yeah. which stars
0: Annie Murphy. If you if we're both Shits Creek fans, so we mm-hmm. love our Alexis. Uh so she is very different from the Alexis perspective or uh persona that she played on Shits Creek. She mm-hmm. stars as a sitcom housewife who is, uh, and I want you to think like a Kevin can wait sort of thing, or everyone right. loves Raymond, mm-hmm. just that, that, uh, put upon housewife that is with the schlubby dude and has yeah. to be put up with his stuff, his mom bent. And she's sort of waking up to that and she decides that she wants to kill her husband. <laughs> and so it's like this whole thing of the duality, but I like it because one side it stays within a sitcom structure where it's really well lit and you see that part and then she'll go off screen or off stage And it's her world, and it's darker and depressing. And it's just really, it's a really, really interesting genre bending show.
1: I have a fun fact about that show. One of my really good friends from college is a TV editor, got started working on the multi camera sitcoms, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, he, in fact, he was nominated for an Emmy for the last, for for an episode during the last season of the new, the reboot of Will and Grace. And he, so he edits all of the sitcom portions of kevin kniff himself
3: it is so cool
0: yeah so another documentary recommendation is wolfgang on disney plus oh, which is all about wolfgang puck so if you again if you like food content or hollywood celebrity content i think that's a really great one and it's available on uh, disney plus hacks i've mentioned before yeah. but then also starstruck on hbo max is one that's on my list and finally for the fun game show lovers i'm really loving The Hustler on ABC, it stars Craig Ferguson as a chaos agent who stirs up four (laughs) different contestants trying to figure out who amongst them is the imposter trying to steal all the money from the rest of the group. It is very fun and Craig Ferguson is delightful on it. And, yeah, uh, that's on ABC. That's
1: great. That's a lot of good stuff. I feel like my watch list has gotten so like, it's just gotten longer. I'm like, yeah. I want to watch that and that and that and that. So Absolutely. I know my,
0: my reading list got longer, so we uh, changed oh, good. Exchange it. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching a lot of really kind of random things. You know, I have to admit over the pandemic, we got out. It is, this is probably a good thing, but we've gotten out of the routine of just watching a ton of tv which is actually really nice but then I also feel like I just I really do have like a post-it note with just like things I want to watch and it just keeps getting longer. But the first thing I want to mention is a show that I've had like a really kind of fraught history with, (laughs) but it's The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. It was a book that I remember reading probably in like women's lit in college, but I really enjoyed the book. Not I don't want to say enjoyed it. Same with the show. I don't know if I can say I enjoy it, but it is definitely intriguing. And it's something that I tune into every every week that it's on just about I really enjoyed the first two seasons but season three I think it just kind of went off the rails for me at least I know a lot of people really loved it and it definitely has gotten all the accolades but I don't know so I kind of stopped watching it during I watched I think the first two or three episodes and I stopped watching it but I was still reading the recaps like I still was (laughs) intrigued enough to read you know a vulture has a really great handmaid's tale recapper, and so does Entertainment Weekly. Started to see the early reviews come in for it for season four, this current season, and I was like, maybe I'll get because you know they were saying it was really good, but they were also saying proceed with caution because it does have it. Is it? I don't even, mean, I, I think I keep saying, like, if someone asks me if I've been watching it, and I say, you know, it's it's borderline like torture porn, but I think it is torture porn, I don't even think it's borderline, yeah, and so. Actually, on the podcast Pop Culture Happy Hour, I listened to that before I watched the first few episodes, and Linda Holmes, one of the hosts, suggested... Reading recaps first and then deciding if you want to watch it because there are, especially, I think episodes like three, four, five are very harrowing and very traumatic. And so that is how I approached it. I would read the recaps first and then I kind of knew when I would need to, nece- you know, possibly to fast forward or to just. I think there was, there was like one episode where I did just complete, I just did not watch it at all. It is a really interesting show. And there are things that happen this season that have been a long time coming. Some of them satisfying, some of them not satisfying. And so it is going to be really interesting to see what happens going forward, you know, there are rumors that next season is the last season, but then there are also rumors that it's going to go on for as long as they can make it go on. So we'll see. So I'm, I like, I really do recommend it, but it is definitely with all the trigger warnings and to like look into it before you start watching the show. So my next pick though is really funny because this has become my new background movie, like that I just turn on whenever I want. And it's the Kenneth Branagh directed version of Much Ado About Nothing, which is on Amazon Prime. I love this movie so much. (laughs) I talk about it whenever I can. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on this podcast. (laughs) Everyone in that movie is at like peak hotness. It's such a stacked cast. They're Mm -hmm. having so much fun. And because I have watched it so many times, it is, I can put this on when I'm uploading blogs or writing interviews, or even I can, I can put it on when I'm revising a book or working on something I can't do it when I'm writing, but it is just, it's always on. It is always on my, my second monitor. Like I just put it on. I'm looking at my second monitor. I'm surprised there isn't a tab open with it. Um, <laughs> but I do, I love it. It's such a joyful little movie and you feel cool because you're watching Shakespeare and you feel like you're learning something and you're also just watching beautiful people frolic around the Italian countryside. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. I did sit down. I started watching Shadow and Bone because you were talking about it a few Mm -hmm. episodes ago and I really like it. I haven't finished it. The only thing I will say, it's like literally dark. (laughs) Yeah, it's feel I feel like I'm always fidgeting with my contrast and my brightness. And so I watch it specifically. I don't watch it like on one of our TVs. I watch it on my second computer monitor so I can fiddle with it. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just always changing it, but it's really, I mean, it's moody, it's swoony. It's, you know, it's everything you want in, you know, a YA adaptation. It's really good. Um, we also talked about in the Heights. We have since we watched it, you know, when it came out a few weeks ago, we've watched it a bunch more times. It's just, it's it's fun. Um, and yeah, my daughter, you know, my daughter loves like music and she's into dance and stuff. So, um, and there is, there's like the one little girl that like kind of pops up in the background of Mm -hmm. some scenes particular character and from behind she kind of looks like my daughter because her hair you know is long and curly curly. Mm -hmm. and so I think I think that's why my daughter really likes it and then finally I do want to recommend I have not finished this show but it's we are lady parts which is on Mm -hmm. Peacock TV it's about a punk band a British punk band And they're all Muslim women. So first of all, like the representation is amazing. And they are all different types of Muslim women. Um, It's really, it's just, it's a really cool, it is kind of coming of age. I think they're all supposed to be in like their twenties and each one of them is kind of figuring out what they want to do with their life. But kind of the, the main The main um, character who you kind of follow the most narratively throughout is she's like a student and she's also trying to decide, does she want to get married and possibly have an arranged marriage or does she want... To focus on her music even though she has debilitating stage fright or does she want to keep going with school and and all of that so again i have not finished it but and it's only six episodes like i will probably finish it tonight and they're they're had they're short half hours they're great it's really it's like snappy if you need something to binge kind of quickly i highly recommend we are lady parts
0: love it Ah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's one that is sitting in my queue ready to watch.
1: Okay, so I have a new podcast, but it's not a new podcast. It's been around forever. It's called Unladylike. It's very feminist. They interview anyone from like other podcast hosts to politicians to celebrities. And everything has a decidedly feminist bent on it, which obviously I think that's right up our alley. And you know, they they just had an episode about endometriosis and then they've had discussions about skincare, and then they've talked to, you know, congresswomen and just really cool, interesting people that have really interesting things to say. So I highly recommend listening to Unladylike. And then I recently had a little like mini brunch with friends. Like they came to our house. Um, I like put out placemats fancy and, you know, bought some rosé, <laughs> had everything <laughs> ready. And of course I went to my favorite store, Trader Joe's and, <laughs> and bought all the snacks. And so did one of my best friends, Kristen. She also like did the same thing. Like just went to Trader Joe's and <laughs> bought it. every snack that was there. Mm-hmm. And so she brought these little snackies called giant Peruvian Inca corn snacks and so it's this type of corn that just has huge kernels and Mm. I think they're like light they're roasted but they all you almost feel like you're eating corn pops but they're an actual grain and not Mm. whatever that sugary cereal is and they're they're like slightly sweet but they're mostly salty they're very crunchy um and they're delicious. And I it, it was one of those things where like we were all being nice when we ate them, but we all could have gotten our own bag and eaten them. Right. Just eaten that for brunch. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> next brunch we're just all buying bags of it. I one of the snacks that I bought are the are Bao Buns, which you know are the Chinese steamed buns, but they have a Philly cheesesteak fill like filling Yum.
0: instead Yum. of you know the traditional
1: chicken or pork or veggie filling. And they're just so good. And you make them in your microwave and they're, they're the best. And they're it. like this little perfect, it's like a heavier snack too. So mm-hmm. you are getting like, you know, especially when you do like a brunch, you want like a bunch of different things. So yeah. So that is that, but yeah, per usual, just go to your Trader Joe's and buy the, all the snacks and just
0: have fun, you know, just go to Trader Joe's and have a, have a blast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: it is. It is really cool. So what easy. else have you been, been consuming?
0: Let's see. So what else? The other thing that I um, discovered is a new podcast called well, it's, it's new to me. It doesn't necessarily mean it's new. Um, a new to me podcast called I'm All In with Scott Patterson. Patterson. He played Luke Danes on Gilmore Girls. Oh, and in the uh, shadow of Office Ladies and Gilmore Boys, he is rewatching all of Gilmore <laughs> Girls and doing an episode by episode podcast about it. That's adorable. <laughs> so I will be tuning in to listen to Scott Patterson talk about playing the, the, the ultimate grumpy sunshine,
1: yeah. Lorelai
0: and uh, Luke Dane.
1: Yeah. Oh um, my gosh.
0: Hear his side, the grumpy side. Yeah. Of Luke uh, and so that's been, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be listening to that. And then I just, I went to get some sweatpants before the heat wave it was very cold here yeah. and I was not prepared for um always being cold good thing it became hot later uh, but i went to dick's and i ended up discovering the care i found a whole like cache of carrie underwood's kaya brand athleisure sweatpants yeah. pants and sweatshirts on sale and so i have now become part of her cult i really like her her like have this one that's leopard print Sweatshirt a, sweatshirt, a leopard print, but grab my shirt, a leopard print sweatshirt, mm-hmm. um, just some fun different sweatpants, and they're just comfortable and very big. So I feel like I'm basically just wearing a blanket on my legs nice. all the time. Yeah. yeah, so that was a good find. And then also for snacks, because I can't ever deny our snack conversations. Yeah. At Costco, these are all desserts. So at Costco, they have these in the fancy prepared food section. They have millionaire cheesecakes, which are like uh, caramel, but or m- chocolate mousse, caramel, and some crumb stuff on top, and it's just really, really decadent and rich. Yeah. Um, and they're in these little tiny jars, so they're glass. You get to keep them later, use them a the jar. A little, I love it. I'm like, ooh, it's mm-hmm. reusable. And then they also sell these lemon curd cheesecakes, which are also in a beautiful let yellow lemon yellow ramekin. Um, you can bake. You can put it in the oven later afterwards. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, But the cheesecakes are really, the cheesecakes are also very delicious. (laughs) Yeah. But the the cases they send you are the best part. And then my last thing, this is a local yogurt to Seattle, but you can find it at Whole Foods and other specialty stores nationwide. This Mm -hmm. is Elanos Greek yogurt. This is not your typical like Faye, which is normally my favorite. I love Faye Mm -hmm. or Chobani. This is like like yogurt ice cream. It's so, it's thick like Greek yogurt, but Mm -hmm. sweetened like ice cream even the plain is really good. Like, it's just like, it's really good quality, but they have their sort of things. They have like lemon curd flavor and Marion berry, but then they also do like cheesecake. Their vanilla is great. Um, I just love them all. And I love that you can get them all over the country. And I think you should,
1: you know, I'm going to have to, because I do, I love the consistency of Greek yogurt. I prefer that far more than Same. regular yogurt, Me too. but it is, it is, I mean, I just, I, I have to prepare myself. I'm like, okay, it's going to be tart. I'm probably going to put too much honey all over it. Mm-hmm. This sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Um, the van-
0: I would recommend starting if you can find it. The vanilla is so right. good, but then all the flavors are great. But the vanilla, just to see if you like the, the sweetness flavor.
1: To kind of wrap up this part of our discussion, what other fun summer plans do you have in the works this, this summer, these over the next couple of months?
0: My husband and I have been driving on Sundays, going up to just taking, picking a direction and going for a couple hours and seeing where we end up. Ah. Um, but this last weekend, because I, this heat wave that I won't shut up about, we ended up trying to escape to the mountains um, because you know, we could just be in the air conditioning, put our dog in the car. We have a Tesla. So driving around was like, not, didn't make me feel guilty that I was driving around the mountain Uh, so we did that and that was really great but next we're going to hopefully go over to the olympias and or the olympic my friend alicia is coming in august and so i've been starting to do a little bit of planning for her trip and we're going to be doing a trip to forks washington if you're twilight for the twilight fans um, i will definitely have (laughs) dispatches from forks washington in the in the works
1: (laughs) that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited. (laughs) I don't even, I didn't even, I never read Twilight. I think I tried to read the first one. Couldn't get through it. Yeah. But I would go, I would be like game. I'd be like, yeah, let's go figure out where these vampires are. So that was my whole
0: thing. As soon as I realized how close Forks was to us, I was like, Oh yeah, no, we have to go.
1: (laughs) Uh, I cannot wait for (laughs) an update about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for me, you know, obviously over the last, you know a couple of weeks you know i've I've talked about that i went to this fancy resort i got to go to go to california see my family uh but of course my husband and my child did not go with me (laughs) they went camping and then my husband had to work so coming up in um just about a week we are taking a family vacation and we are going we're going to the lake we're renting a house very close, like within a few blocks of Lake Michigan. In Michigan, we're going to Michigan. It's going to be really cute. We're staying in this really adorable little small town mm-hmm. that's in a really nice spot. So like I said, we can walk to the lake. Um, we can drive not too far and go to some sand dunes, which will be fun to kind of climb all over and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, hike, I guess. And then um, we're also pretty close to Traverse City, which is a very—it's a you know—it's a small city, but they have a lot of fun stuff. There are lighthouses, like we're gonna oh, we're gonna have so fun. fun, yeah. So we'll have five days of just hanging out, hopefully spending as much time as possible by the lake and and doing. my daughter is like such a little beach bunny. Like she, mm-hmm. there is something that remotely looks like a beach, she is ready for it. So <laughs> you know, her birthday's in August, so she and she is like the ultimate summer baby. Like she just wants to be outside. So this is, this is going to be a fun trip.
0: (laughs) I imagine her where she's got um, like how Superman has his suit under his outfit Mm -hmm. all the time. Ivy's got her bathing suit ready to go. She's like beach oh, yeah.
1: anywhere. Yeah, definitely. We in fact, we just invested in like it's still a kitty pool technically, but it's like a bigger one. Mm-hmm. So, ideally at some point we, my husband and I can also go in it and not just be like in our ankles. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and she and she is getting taller, so we were kind of like, you know, maybe we need to upgrade this. Like, we definitely do not want a pool in our backyard. We actually mm-hmm. have the space for one. We do live on quite a bit of land, but we don't want to do that, yeah. <laughs> and it's so we what we did. You know, we we paid a decent amount of money and got kind of like one of those nicer, sturdier kiddie pools and quotations. and And she's obsessed. She's she loves it. So I love that. And then oh, and then the other thing is that I just I started like making more plans to like see people. I you know mm-hmm. see my friends. Do you know, I have this brunch? We're already trying to figure out when we want to do the next one. Hopefully, I'll do more in person stuff with Love Sweet Arrow, which is. Oh, great segue. Um, and Yeah, because they're, they're, they're slowly but surely. And I think a lot of bookstores are in the same kind of the same boat where they are figuring out what their personal comfort zones are and what their patrons comfort zones are. And, and I think just as the summer goes forward, and I think, you know, I think hopefully this fall too, we'll see just way more events where we can actually interact with other people it's going to be going to be interesting
0: we're going to take a short break and then we will be right back with our interview with love sweet arrow
1: Our guests today are Roseanne and Marissa Backlin, the owners of Love Sweet Arrow, the romance bookstore outside of Chicago. Love Sweet Arrow, or LSA, as you'll probably hear us say throughout this interview, is a romance-focused independent bookstore in Tinley Park, Illinois. LSA has been featured in Forbes, the Chicago Tribune, BTW, Love and & Panels, and many more. I should add fresh fiction to this bio. And fresh
0: fiction. <laughs> and fresh fiction. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can find out more about the store and their adorable bookseller dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also shop their online store, sign up for their newsletter, and check out their Patreon, which is patreon.com slash lovesweetarrow. Happy second anniversary of your store. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I know two years ago is when the store opened, but the idea
0: is obviously not only two years in the making. Can you guys talk a little bit about how you started the store and what motivated you to make it specifically romance-focused?
2: It started like three years ago, actually. It was during the summer, and the lottery... One of them, whatever, was like a billion dollars. I mean, mm. it was just huge. And so we were always, you know, like, well, if we win the lottery, we're going to open a romance bookstore, you know, because <laughs> we we loved the Ribbottas. So we ordered from them all the time. And then, of course, we didn't win. Please, everyone know, we did not win the lottery. <laughs> um, <laughs> like towards the end of the summer, we we're getting ready to go back to school. And I said, Marissa, really? I mean, we really want to do this. And so if we really want to do this, then we should. And so then we spent the next oh, six or seven months easily just researching a, a lot of the authors out there, the publishing houses, how to do this. Mm-hmm. And we talked to a bookstore, um, 57th Street, the manager at the time, and he was giving us some hints and, you know, and his best advice was try it for three years. And if you don't like it, then you close the bookstore. And I thought that was really great advice. We kickstarted and we were unsuccessful and remember we didn't win the lottery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, then what we decided, Well, was this? We, we were invested. We were just going to do this by hook or by crook. So, yeah. um, we had some friends and family that helped us out by giving us some starting money. We we got our bookshelves at Ikea through um, Baker and Taylor, who do, they only do um, colleges now. So they stopped their whole, um, for bookstores. Uh, we started our first, it was our first big order. And here we are. We're living on a dime, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's actually, it's been a lot of fun. Marissa, can you talk a little
0: bit about working with your mom? <laughs> um, <laughs> As a daughter who works with her mom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, there's probably no one I'd rather do this with. Like she knows what I need and mm-hmm. I know what she needs. While I can hand sell and I can do all the social stuff um, with people coming in the store, there comes a point where I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm peopled out. You hit um, that wall. So, uh, and I hit that wall a lot faster than she does. But um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's it's good in that sense, especially when when we were doing in person events, mm-hmm. she would do all the the small talk, and I would like be off with like one or two people, like Danielle, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you were in charge of talent management, as we like <laughs> to say in the business. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like sitting here thinking, like, what could I do with my mom? But I think my mom and I are. Way too similar. We would just butt heads the entire time.
0: Um, you might write a book together.
1: I was like going to say, Mom, you're great, but I don't think I want to work with you. Um, also, she's, su- I mean, you all know she's like super smart. It's almost scary. So I would just feel very inadequate. Has there been anything you feel like you've learned going through this ex- experience? I should say. Um, it does feel like an experiment though. <laughs> and like, and I think also maybe we could even talk a little bit too about what. You hope Mm. happens as things return to, you know, quote unquote normal, because who knows what that's going to be.
3: Throughout the, like, pretty much since the pandemic started, mom and I have been dealing with, like, uh, grieving a passed on family member. So I would say, like, the thing is, we've kind of learned how strong we are because we've been dealing with all this stuff, not just the pandemic, but like other things. I've just, Mm. we've had to carry a lot. I think that's where a lot of people, like, when people, post pictures of or like things of things that they bought at the store it just mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like they're giving us a little hug which I think we've both needed in a time where you can't really hug people <laughs> which is definitely the, the I think one of the hardest things like I'm not a touchy-feely person with regards to I mean I'll answer with regards to like the future and stuff mm-hmm. um I personally I'm gonna hang on to my masks in the sense that like if I get a cold or I feel under the weather, I'm just going to wear it.
1: What have you learned in owning a small business kind of through the experience of the pandemic? I've learned that um, bookkeeping is not my forte, <laughs> even though that's my job. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'm very proud of myself that I actually hired a tax person
1: this year. Yes. and just took
2: that pressure off of myself, wow. which was good. Yes. That, was a, that was a good learning experience. I, I still do the day-to-day and pay the taxes and stuff. And my husband is very helpful with that. I will give him credit for that. I just learned that um, I'm actually smarter than I thought I was because I'm actually yeah. doing, you know what I mean? Things that I never anticipated doing before. There's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes in a bookstore that people just don't know. I still probably don't know a third of what I should know. You know what I mean? I thought we were prepared when we went into this, but it is just a continual learning experience. Experience. I hope that we continue to add bookshelves because we, Daniel, you haven't been in a while, but we've added yeah. another bookshelf. Um, two or three more in the front of the store, but it'll right. it still keep it cozy. I'm just hopeful that people continue to find us and yes. continue to come in. As much as we are out there in social media, there's mm-hmm. still people in this neighborhood that even though we've been in the local paper, are like, I never knew you were here. I hope that never stops. You know what I mean? That there's always mm-hmm. someone that just finds us and is just thrilled to find us
3: the romance community supports everyone which i think like i mean i try to do that as well i bought from semicolon in Mm -hmm. chicago i i've bought from 57th street books you know like Mm -hmm. you know the, the book community and the romance community just supports as many people as they can because readers are voracious and there's never enough.
0: One of the things that's brought us together over the last year has been virtual events. You've also were able to pivot really quickly to your virtual
2: events. Can you talk a little bit about how you made that decision? Right after we closed, we had had some regular events on the books. Mm-hmm. Like um, last April, KISSCon from Avon was supposed to be in the city yeah. or in the north side. And so we were going to have a huge event where it was going to be anyone but Avon authors because they had asked us not to invite them, which we were fine with. Mm-hmm. And so everyone that was going to KISCON was going to come to our store the night before and we were going to offer all kinds of other things. So then when that didn't happen, then we started asking these authors, did you want to do a virtual event instead? And from there, we had started on Facebook platform, which we could still use, Mm -hmm. but then it just kind of quickly turned into a Zoom right up to the YouTube page. Because then then you could just go to our YouTube page and see all of the interviews that we've done. I always try to let the authors know that This didn't get you out of coming to the store. Yeah. When everything opens up again, you have to come to our store. We're hoping to
3: continue to do some virtual events like the B, not as many, you know, we're hoping to, especially if like an author is from a different area and they can't fly in. Mm -hmm. then um we will uh hopefully be able to host them virtually
2: who have been some of your or what have been some of your favorite events that you've hosted either in person or virtual 2019 we had some in-person events right before thanksgiving right before like beginning of december and we had like 30 women in our back room and it was so fun yeah Mm -hmm. i mean the laughter Oh my goodness! We played games with the authors. We had, you know, drinks. We had food. So those really stand out. That's that's the goal to get back to those fun events in the store and who online. I really have enjoyed all of them. It was fun to do. Uh, Jen interviewed uh, Beverly Jenkins for an hour in February, and that was a really great interview. She's she's just and I've met her before, but. I feel like I really know her now from listening to these interviews. Yeah, She's just so down to earth and you just feel like she, you're sitting next to her, mm-hmm. talking to her. And I mean, that was a really good interview and I really enjoyed that.
3: One of the moments that always sticks out to me was the first time the Boosy Brook does when you did uh, Rosie Dannon mm-hmm. and she heard that Diana Billard and she was like, what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I love her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that moment always sticks out i just and i would have to say that diana biller and jackie lowe i mean i i've been reading jackie lowe for a while and yeah. i was really excited to actually get to see her talking about her books and stuff i'm anxiously awaiting the new diana biller book and she gave us a little taste of it and
1: like, so we are gonna switch gears And I did preface you guys before we started recording, but we're going to play a little game. It's really easy. It's a rapid fire game. Just rapid fire questions. Gwen and I are also going to play. I'm putting on like my event moderator hat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to call on everybody and we're going to go in the same order as I call on us the first time. That's
0: right. So let's pay attention. Got it. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Don't zone out, Gwen. Got it. Um, <laughs> okay. So the first question is what is your go-to romance genre? So I'm, we're gonna start with Marissa.
3: You know, I would say I love a good romantic suspense.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm surprised by that. I but I am. I'm genuinely like. I did not think that. I like
3: that. <laughs> I mean, it has to be a good one.
1: I like it. Okay, Roseanne. A uh, contemporary. See, look, she just got to the point. She's following the rules, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gwen. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say rom com chiclet. And I am gonna I think I'm gonna say contemporary as well. What is your go to another go to? What is your go to comfort read?
3: I would just say Miss Bev. Go to anything comfort.
1: and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Roseanne. What, a, what I haven't even like been rereading books
2: because they just feel like there's so many arcs coming out. Okay, so the author that I've read the most rereads of would be Barbara Delinsky.
0: I am going to cheat a little bit and go out genre, and mine is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron because I read oh. it at least once a year.
1: I think my my re- my like most reread romance novel is Born in Fire by Nora Roberts. This next one should be really fun. This is a book or series. You think that should be made into a movie or a TV show?
3: Well, I know that uh, the worst best man got mm-hmm. optioned, so I mean, I'd really love to see that. Like, I want to see that actually go, um, because I think that would be super fun to watch. Yeah.
2: Um, so I'm thinking I would like to see Alicia Rye's series: The Right Swipe, Girl Gone mm-hmm. Viral, and First Comes Like. I think those would be a great, a great threesome movies.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Gwen, what about you? Uh,
0: I'm going to say Jemima J by Jane Green. Um, a little older, but uh, yeah. a book that I, it spends a lot, has taken up a lot of real estate. Um, in my brain for many years. And I'd love to see a remade version of
1: it. So Marissa stole mine because I was thinking (laughs) Worst Best Man, which I know it has been optioned. Hopefully something's actually in the works. But then I was thinking too, either of Alexis Daria's series, either her first series with the dancers, I think that would be really cool. But especially like you had me at Ola and then I'm really looking forward to a lot like Adios. But I think those would be really fun movies, movies or TV shows. I think that would just be really great.
0: Um, okay, well, ladies, one thing that we love at the Fresh Fiction Podcast is talking about what brings us comfort and joy. And over this last year, I know we've needed it even more. What are
3: some things that have made you happy over the last couple of weeks? We got an arc of Anna Manhattan. I feel like
2: it's updated in all the best ways.
3: I, I really enjoyed reading that. And then, um, Frappuccinos and Skinny Pie and
2: my dog. Um, the Weather Changing. And actually being able to go outside, cause now I'm thinking I could actually I was gonna text some friends today and say, "Can we sit outside at
1: Starbucks this week because we haven't been able to get together for so long?" That's so great- the weather definitely is what's yes. bringing me comfort and joy. Yeah, can you guys give a little rundown of everywhere listeners can find you?
3: Twitter, Instagram, we have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Patreon, please, please check us yeah. on Patreon. I just posted a new Patreon video. I recorded another one recorded two on saturday and i'm awesome. recording today sweet so i've got uh april may and then i'm getting ready for june hopefully get a i to record it in may so
2: yeah yeah and we're just love sweet arrow everywhere mm-hmm. you know for hashtag or at love sweet arrow
1: thank you both so much for joining us and again happy second anniversary it's really really great thank you Love Sweet Arrow is such a great bookstore. They're huge advocates for the romance genre. If you can, definitely support them. A couple of things to note is that they do have a really great online shop, especially, you know, obviously not everyone lives in Illinois. They work with authors and publishers to get signed copies of books and signed book plates quite a bit. And even if they don't have a book currently in stock, they are more than happy to get it for you. You can head to their website, which is just loves. Sweet LoveSweetArrow.com, and then also in a very fun, a little, a fun little twist on the, on the surprise boxes that they did last summer. Um, my fellow boozy book broads and I, so that's me, Melanie Johnson, and Angelina M. Lopez. Uh, future guests and past guests of the podcast. Um, we curated a special sultry summer surprise box to go with like the alliteration of boozy book broads being, we kept it through. Then there's more in there that includes alliteration, believe it or not. It's going to include a special edition boozy book broads candle, which is made by the company novelly yours, which is a local Illinois candle maker whose candles I absolutely adore. Um, And so we chose a few different books, each one of us, then there'll be surprises, but you can choose, you choose the Angelina box, you choose the Melanie box, or you choose the Danielle box. Um, I'm pretty sure all of the books that I chose, I've mentioned on our podcast at some point, not going to say which one. They'll have our special candle, which is called Sexy Books on the Beach. So it's a take on the drink sex on the beach. So it's going to be real fruity and fresh and like your sitting on the and the boxes are only $35. So it's, I think it's a fun treat for yourself or for the book lover in your life. I wanted to give that plug because they are for sale. Currently they are up there. So head, head to their website to, to find out more information. So let's check in to our goals from last episode. So Gwen, your goal from last time was to stop crossing your legs at your desk. Have you done that?
0: As I quickly uncross my legs. Um, I've actually, it's a hard goal, obviously, but I've actually been pretty successful. I came, I took your advice about getting a little footstool nice. and I found a foam roller. So now, whenever I cross my legs, I'll uncross them and put this up and rub my feet out. And it lets me be just the same level of anxious, but in a different way. Danielle, yours was to travel safely and enjoy some time away from your family. I mean, sorry, not from your family. Your goal no, was
1: just- it was away from my family. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I did that. I'm just gonna go ahead and say I did it. Nice. And, and it was nice. It was really fun. I think going as far away as I did was good, like a pre a good precursor to going to Michigan, which is we're just driving to Michigan, like it's right. Like five, I mean, it is a long it's a five hour drive, but we can do that. That's not a problem. And my husband and I were talking like, should we do something for our anniversary this year? And so if we do that, we would probably fly again. So I guess I'm back to traveling. You're back in. You're back <laughs> in, no. baby. <laughs> I don't know if I feel like a hundred. It's like the actual traveling. It's like, it is you. are. I mean, I was definitely on edge, but it's like, once you get there, you're it's great. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so, what's your new goal for this week? I
0: desperately need to find a general practitioner for Cliff and myself. Yeah. Um, as well as a vet and a groomer for our dog that is my goal right now is to put some effort into mm-hmm. at least looking at my insurance and seeing there you go what I, you know take the baby steps maybe make a list
1: yeah love
0: we'll a good list it's um, you know
1: it is so hard to like just sit down and do all of that I actually did this this week because oh, I've, okay. av- I've avoided going to the doctor and because you know just because I was paranoid about everything.
3: Yeah.
1: And, and yeah, so I have like a whole bunch of appointments, kind like the rest of the summer between me and my daughter. We are, we're again, we're back at it. We are, yeah. we're going to be healthy. My goal. And I think I've, I've talked about this a bit, but it's to survive family vacation, but it's one thing to be cooped up with your family all the time in your own house. It's another, when you go on vacation and, you know, usually there's a lot of excitement and you just you all, everyone, I'm not even just going to like lay this on my daughter. Everyone gets a little hyper and everyone wants everything to go well. You know, and it is different when you rent a house. Like we're not going to stay at a hotel. We are renting a house. So we do have to like plan out what we're bringing and figure out what meals we want to go pick up or go out to, or, you know, and what we want to make in the kitchen that we have because it it's a whole house. So yeah. So I think surviving family vacation, you know, I'm already dreading the inevitable discussion of how many toys we're going to bring. Oh, you gosh. know, it's, and that, it, you know, it's real hard for, <laughs> a, you know, a small person to figure out which toys she can't live without for five days. I'm ready. So that's what I mean. I, it's going to be great. We, we have gone to Michigan a couple of times in the past and just on, you know, like long weekends and we did do go camping in Michigan last year. And so, you know, I think it'll be fun. It's going to be great, but I do want to hopefully survive.
0: What is bringing you comfort? Do you want to go first or should I go first?
1: I can go first. Okay. Um, Cause I've, I've already mentioned mine. Mine is, I want to talk about Novelty Yours Candles a little bit more in depth because the, I was looking around the other day and I realized This has become like the new, my go-to candle maker, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they're local to Illinois. They're in Oswego, Illinois, which is not that far from where I live in the Western suburbs. It's a little further West and South, I believe. Um, Someone will tell me I'm wrong and that's fine Um, (laughs) because I probably am. (laughs) Um, But my absolute favorite of their candles is called Book Club and it smells like old books and of burning fire, like a fireplace, I think. Yeah, I think it says fireplace and wine because it's a book club and it it just smells so good. But I also love, they have another one called Rose All Day that's really summery and fresh and then a couple of fun. So they do all of, most of their, not all of, but most of their candles have a literary angle. So they have one called Thriller, one called Muse. They have a really cool line. In fact, Gwen, I'm going to reach over and be really, because yes. um, I have it. It's right by my desk. And they have this line where they're all black. Like the oh, candle ooh. itself isn't like in it, but it has like one of those cool wood wicks. So it makes yeah. it crackles when it burns. It's really good. So, anyway, the one that I like from this cool, like dark and moody line of candles that she has is called tarot reading and it has mugwort tea leaves, wormwood and lavender. It just, it smells so good. And, and, you know, I love when I have a reason to support a local business, especially and someone, you know, doing something that they're passionate about. And, um, yeah so she's she's really cool she does a lot of special candles like that are related specifically to book that she does she'll just do a small batch of and that's kind of like how in the the summer surprise boxes you know the boozy book broads candle is just a small batch they're only they're like i'm not gonna say the number but there aren't that many Mm -hmm. so you have to get them like (laughs) i love candles i love to just go to tj maxx and like smell candles which i haven't been able to do in a very long time and so but but this is like i've never been disappointed by one of the Yours candles for
0: this week for my comfort. Um, my big brother is coming to town to visit. For the he's the first person that's come to visit us, uh, since we've been on here, which I'm which is not to be like come knock down the door because it's only been we've only been on here for two months. Uh, (laughs) but he and his uh partner are coming out here for his birthday is the third of July, so they're coming out Mm -hmm. for his birthday. She's uh got all these like kayaking plans for him. Um, but I'm just really excited that I'll get to see him because just being in his presence always makes me feel really at home and comforted. And so I miss my big
1: brother and I'm very
0: excited to see him this weekend. I think we've come to the end. (laughs) It's the end time.
1: (laughs) I know. So as always, you can follow us on social media. You can follow us at fresh fiction. And then I'm on Twitter at DJ underscore dresser.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You can find me at Real Vixen, R-E-E-L-V-I-X-E-N on Twitter as well, or Instagram, if you really feel like finding me there.
1: And per usual, we always love when anyone subscribes, follows, rates, and reviews us on your favorite podcast app. They help people find us and, and we like to know what you think, good or bad, really, honestly, you know, feedback is, is what it is. It is,
0: yeah. <laughs> feedback is always, yeah, it is
1: what it is. It's always yeah. helpful. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We will talk to you soon.